Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Unexpected hurdle? Pritt and Spano. Unseen circumstance? Pritt and Spano. Personal injury, criminal law, flash wills, family law. You need a firm that will be with you through it all. Pritt and Spano. Their passionate team will employ their resources and unique perspectives to deliver the most effective representation. When you find yourself in need, turn to those who will fight for you. Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers. Find them at yourwvlawfirm.com. brawl is less than a week away maybe two days three days depending on when you're listening to this we've all been looking forward to the return of this historic rivalry for months even years and well for the last several months we at golden blue nation have been working on something behind the scenes that we think both mountaineer and panther fans will really enjoy as they continue to gear up for the return of the Backyard Brawl Thursday, September 1st at 7 p.m. at AccraShore Stadium. It's the Golden Blue Nation podcast presented by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, yourwvlawfirm.com. Nick Farrell here to tell you a little bit about our exciting project here at Golden Blue Nation that has just launched yesterday. It's called The Brawl, Memories from a Bitter Rivalry. It's a mini-doc that we produced this summer and was directed by our very own Jamie Green, who's here to tell us all about the production and some of the fun things that we got to experience over the summer conducting, well, quite a few interviews with former athletes and other experts who know a whole lot about the Backyard Brawl and experienced it firsthand. Jamie, how's it going? She's back. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So this was a ton of fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was so much fun Um, getting to meet some of these players that I grew up watching and um, who my parents watched when they were in college and growing up. It was really, really fun to get to know these guys and talk about what a bittersweet rivalry it's been. (laughs) So your connection to the Backyard Brawl is, of course, that you, before you were a Golden Blue Nation employee and covered WVU sports, your family owned season tickets, correct? And you spent quite a few either weeknights or Saturdays at Milan Pushkar Stadium watching the Mountaineers play the Panthers in your youth. Yeah, sure did. Um, For as long as I could remember, um, we always went to the WV home football game. So Pitt was always the one game I was probably the most looking forward to because, I mean, just it was ingrained for me from day one. Like, we don't like Pitt. (laughs) So um, it's really exciting to see this game being renewed and getting to experience it from – the journalistic aspect. And your connection to the rivalry, of course, is not uncommon necessarily because there are thousands of Mountaineer fans out there who experienced the same thing. And quite a few of them, roughly your age, who watched it disappear from their lives for more than a decade after growing up with the game around them. So that was the point of this documentary. It was to recap some of the biggest moments of the rivalry, of course, like the Bill McKenzie kick in 1975, and yes, 13-9 in 2007. Uh, But also, just to reconnect with the rivalry itself before the game is played, what does it mean? How did it came? How did it come to be? And why is it so important that this game continues to be played now in a completely new era of college football? We've undergone essentially two waves of realignment since this game was last played in 2011, a contest the Mountaineers won, by the way. College football is looking more and more national by the year. 
But here at West Virginia, things are becoming more regional. Virginia Tech was put back on the schedule a year ago, Pitt back on the schedule now, and will be played eight times in the next 10 or 11 years. And then in 23 and 24, Penn State back on the docket for the Mountaineers. So the goal of our documentary was to recap all of those things and sort of crystallize what makes the backyard brawl such a unique fixture in college football. Why is it so heated? Why does it deserve to be played now? We invite you to check it out at goldenbluenation.com. You can watch the full documentary anytime there, completely free. Runtime is about 40 minutes, so Mm -hmm. you can either watch it on your phone, watch it on your computer. Maybe if you uh, can have a Chromecast at home or can do a share play, maybe you could check it out with some friends on your big screen TV. We think it's fantastic. And we're going to play a portion of it for you right now. It's the opening segment from our mini doc on the brawl. Check it out. So you hear stories about the teams on the schedule and that one game that circled Pitt. You hate Pitt. Unfortunate part of why you play the game. I mean, it can come out either way. And, you know, especially with a rivalry, you just never know. No matter who's got the upper hand, you just never know in a game like in a game like this. And the brawl is no different. But there were some West Virginians from the state that played at Pitt. And obviously, there's been so many Pennsylvania-based players and Western Pennsylvania-based players that have come to WVU. That ignites the rivalry. There is some hatred towards each other. So that's what makes it big. A rivalry game like Pitt, that was was way deeper than just any other game. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the backyard brawl? I think uh, tradition. Intense. Chaos. Dominance. Hatred. Uh, intensity. I mean, those are the things that immediately come to mind because the two schools are so close together and, um, you know, they're just not tied by I-79. The, the rivalry against Pitt is something you're actually taught by your elders. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a rite of passage in West Virginia. Uh, the Virginia Tech rivalry, you kind of figure out on your own, right? But you're, you're actually taught uh, to hate the Pitt Panthers growing up in West Virginia. There's so much history behind a game. If you just go year in and year out, I mean, there's, and this what what Pitt hangs their hat on, is the 13-9 win to keep West Virginia out of the national championship. Um, it's games like that that keeps the robbery alive. Um, there were so many games where it was supposed to be close. West Virginia, we blew them out. Pitt, you know, they had their ups and downs as well, but the game is just so much fun. The relationships, the, the trash talking for 365 days of the year until you play again. So the game is so dynamic, so, so much history, just very rich in that regard. Uh, it, it's a necessity. It, it, it should be every single year. It should have never went away. Um, you know, people, they, they, we love this. You know, this is what college football is all about. It's what college basketball is all about, too. Um, and knowing that West Virginia is, what, 50 minutes, an hour away, Morgantown is an hour away from us is, you know, it's a no-brainer. Like, these are, these are the games that people get up for. The way I look at it, the West Virginia and Pitt rivalry is, you know, they're about, you have two pretty big schools, pretty good football programs that are about, if I'm not mistaken, 70 miles apart. So um, 
it kind of makes sense, you know, for it to be a pretty big rivalry. And I know that that's the school that's on the schedule every single year. And then you may have fans that's kind of divided being so close. So um, at least the way I see it, it makes sense. I mean, everyone knows about Pitt, West Virginia, but it wasn't, you know, there weren't a lot of, there weren't as many kids like at my high school where you have half go to West Virginia, half go to Pitt or half go to Pitt or Penn State. Like there was more Pitt, Penn State where I was from. So it was something you learned about. And then once we got to game week, um, the, the alumni were brought in. There was all the uh, all the fanfare. We were listening to Country Roads in you know, warm-ups for practice. It was just a full-on immersion into what that rivalry um, means to both schools and to the region. There's a couple games that they had circled, right? It was Pitt. It was Maryland, it was Virginia Tech. Those three teams you did know about and hear about before becoming a Mountaineer. If you take a look at West Virginia Pitt, and if you take a look at any of the great rivalries in sport, oftentimes, geographically, that is the barometer that leads to the intensity in the rivalry, right? Everyone knows, you know, Duke, North Carolina, and basketball, why? Well, because they're so close. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, same kind of a deal. They're not this massive distance away. You know, the world we live in nowadays in the Big 12 Conference, our closest school, is 700 miles away. Um, that is not what brings about a great rivalry. That's just the fact of it. And I think that the fact, when you take a look at West Virginia and Pitt, since the history of the two schools, players that lived in both states played for the other team. You can go back and take a look at some West Virginians, not a ton, but there were some West Virginians from the state that played at Pitt. And obviously there's been so many Pennsylvania-based players and Western Pennsylvania-based players that have come to WVU. That ignites the rivalry. And you know, uh, when, when I would talk to people at Pittsburgh, they would always say that Penn State was the team they wanted to beat the most but the team they did not want to lose to was West Virginia. That was kind of the mindset there. A rivalry game like Pitt, that's, that, that, was, that was, it was way deeper than just any other game. I'm just going into practice that week, just the mindset of just dominate this team. And um, that's pretty much, that was the mindset. We just want, we gotta win this game. This game is the most important game of the season. This game will be the game that everyone will always talk about years after, years after. It's a rivalry game. So it's a game set. It's so meaningful to the, to the state and, and the pride of West Virginia. You take it a step further, you just look at how Pitt operates versus how Morgantown operates. And when I say that, I'm talking about pregame festivities, the tailgating aspect of it all. Pitt doesn't have a lot of it. Morgantown, they love the RVs. It's an event. It's a it's a full day's worth of partying before the game starts and once the game ends. So just in that regard alone, I think it makes it it brings a little more spice to it. You come here and we'll, you know, West Virginia fans will see there's nowhere to tailgate. It's downtown Pittsburgh, and we always say we're bringing the party to Pittsburgh. That's how it is. That again is the opening segment of our summer project, the documentary entitled The Brawl, Memories from a Bitter Rivalry, directed by Golden Blue Nation's own Jamie Green. It's available to watch anytime at goldenbluenation.com and on the free Golden Blue Nation app. If you don't have the app, you can get it completely free on the Apple or Android app store. So, Jamie, I want you to take us behind the scenes here of this documentary. We've we've put so much time and effort, you especially, into it this summer, getting it ready, interviewing former Mountaineers, former Panthers, former announcers, uh, 
folks who have been connected deeply to the rivalry, even fans who share connections between the Pittsburgh area, the Western PA area, and the Mountaineers. So for you, what was it that inspired you to want to work on this project this summer? Well, I think last summer when I did the Nikki documentary, I was like, okay, I really want to do this again. I had so much fun getting to talk to these former players and um, coaches who work with Nikki now. I was like, I kind of want to do this again. And what better topic than the renewal of the backyard brawl? So you and I, you know, we brainstormed in your office a few a few times, like how are we going to go about this? And there was definitely different angles. I was like contemplating going with but I think everything the way it's pieced together just fits perfectly you know we picked um what could go down as the greatest win in the backyard brawl history for West Virginia Bill McKenzie's kick and then Pitt's greatest win the Voldemort of West Virginia the 2007 game yes 13-9 um but we talked to Bill McKenzie we talked to Pat White Rashid Marshall um, we talked to WVU historian and senior writer John Antonic, who was the author of the Backyard Brawl, which I also used kind of as like a guide to, okay, where should I start and where do we leave off, which obviously the 2011 game. And if you have already watched the documentary, um, we talk about the renewal and mm-hmm. the expansion into i believe 2032 that's correct yes yep. four games yep. from 22 to 25 then four more 29 to 32 yep so we just you know gave a little timeline a little background hearing what all these players um thought and we also got a really good angle of the western pa guys mm-hmm. you know rashid mark bolger um we had senior uh producer at wvu athletics chris chris austin shout out chris o um, he grew up a Pitt fan and then got hired at WV, so he had to have a little bit of adjustment there. So that was a really unique angle. But yeah, I thought everything was so much fun getting to know these guys. And I got to teach some people how to use Zoom. <laughs> okay, we'll talk. We'll tell, tell us more about that in a minute here. But so uh, it, first, along the lines of our guests, uh, also from the pit angle, Doran Dickerson and Pat Bostick. Pat Bostick is still part of the pit radio crew and was also on the mm-hmm. field uh, in 2007, was pit starting quarterback. Um, so those guys, of course, have a deep Western PA and pit connection. Also, we didn't interview Major Harris, but of course, you, you can't talk about the connections between West Virginia right. and Pitt or the city of Pittsburgh more specifically without discussing Major Harris. Uh, and of course, Major's career was a big influence on Rashid Marshall, mm-hmm. who we spoke to in, in great detail um, f- for our documentary. So it's a really great cast of characters, so to speak, for this documentary to tell us the story of the Backyard Brawl dating all the way back to the earliest stages of it. And of course, John Antonic, or is it Antonic? I don't know. I did, what, did you vote in his Twitter poll about how to pronounce his name? I did, but uh-huh. I'm thinking, you know, if the time's right, I release his... <laughs> yeah, he his, told us how to say his name. He told us how right? to say his name, so, you know, watch we should out, leak John. It. We <laughs> should leak it. He, of course, wrote the book on the Backyard Brawl, so mm-hmm. uh, we had to talk to him and, and Tony Caridi, of course, the play-by-play announcer for the Mountaineers. So, uh, Jamie, before we get into fun memories and favorite moments from the interview, I want to know this. Did you learn anything about the Backyard Brawl that you didn't previously know through this project? And is are there nuggets in there that fans might be interested in learning about? Wow. Okay. That's hours and hours of interviews. I have to like think back on, but, um, 
You know, I always knew this rivalry was fierce, and I get why you are divided by less than like 70 miles, and it's been going on since the late 1800s. Um, I guess something I didn't know. I might have to come back. We might have to do another podcast. Well, so tell me this then. How hard was it to distill this down? I mean, you you mentioned it, hours and hours of interviews, quite literally, and we come away with only a 40-minute product uh, because Mm -hmm. that's what we had to do. Right. Uh, How challenging was that to sift through all the great interviews that you conducted? It was very challenging, and you never know. There's a lot of good stuff left over. There might be, you know... A little extra content coming if the people want it, okay. you know, some little some little bonus content. But it, it was very challenging going through all these interviews because I was like, OK, which makes sense for this storyline? And could this go into it like a different? And I know I had to do some uh, uh, Tetrising with <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, phrase for, you know, piecing things, piecing together, things together. It's like Tetris. Right. Um, but yeah. So many great interviews. You know, if the people want it, I will give them the bonus content. <laughs> Nick Farrell and Jamie Green chatting here on the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We're brought to you by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawfirm.com. Jamie directed our summer project, a documentary on the history of the Backyard Brawl, which is now available to watch for free at GoldenBlueNation.com and on the free Golden Blue Nation app. Jamie, favorite moment from this project? Favorite moment from this project? Um, I kind of have two. Okay. Favorite moment was teaching Bill McKenzie how to use Zoom. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. It's by the not. Way. Right. Um, he. Can you uh, tell us the story? Of course. So Bill was. I talked to him on the phone, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. Would love to tell the story." And like great we'll do it over zoom because bill lives in arizona right needed to get video for our documentary didn't just want to do a phone call which we certainly could have done we could have done that but you know you want to see bill mckenzie now but um so he he facetime audio called me saying hey how do you use zoom i've never used it before So I, I taught him, you know. You did a great job coaching him. You really did. And, yes, it, and it worked. It worked. But something got, uh, I think, lost in translation where you can tell in the video he's looking up and the video is coming from down because he had his computer on and he uh-huh. had to do the. But he was on his phone. He was right? on his okay. phone. So, um, Nick, you were on the call. I'm sure you remember. <laughs> me asking if his camera was on and he said, I don't know, do I have a camera on his? Right, right, oh yeah, right. But he did have a phone, he did have a smartphone that had a camera and it worked, it did work. it worked and worked out perfectly and it was still a really, really great interview. So on the subject of Bill McKenzie, I think that his story was integral to the story we wanted to tell because in a lot of ways it was uh, a turning point, a historic moment mm-hmm. in the history of the brawl, a memorable moment for the fans who experienced it in person, uh, but also something that like, I was born in 93. And so even though I know about the Bill McKenzie kick, I don't really know about the Bill McKenzie kick, or at least I didn't until we really dug into it a little more deeply during the summer project. So we super appreciate Bill being willing to yeah. jump on Zoom with us and and learn learn how to use it so that he could um, 
do an interview with us for the Backyard Brawl documentary. We, we super appreciate it, and, and it turned out great. Yeah, he told the story. Um, it, it was so great. Like It was like I was there because he was like, it was down to the final minutes. You know, they had t- Tony Dorsett. They had... Um, Nationally ranked Panther squad. Yeah, right? and uh, literally down to the final, WVU gets the ball back. It was one play from uh, Kendra to... Oh, oh my goodness! I'm blanking on his name now. But well, the good news is we do have the footage. We from do the have game the footage. The we, right? Yeah, so everyone's able to go rewatch it, relive it if you were there. Um, but he tells up to the minute he kicked the field goal and how nervous he was. But hey, it goes down as probably the greatest win of the backyard brawl for West Virginia? Question mark. Depending on, I think depending on which in which era you lived or were right. maybe a student there, yeah. some some fans would have a different opinion. But for the folks who were there, at least this is what John Antonic told us, mm-hmm. uh, for the folks who were there, that is one of the finest moments in school history and likely the finest moment for West Virginia in the history of that series. And the parties went on for days. Which is incredible, <laughs> right. So here here's my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie. The conversation that we had with Pat White for 15 minutes via Zoom uh, shortly before he was named an assistant coach uh, for the NFL's Los Angeles Chargers, we did get to catch up with Pat White, whose career was so incredible for West Virginia, Mm -hmm. but there's just that one moment against the Panthers that he wishes could have gone differently. Everyone wishes could have gone differently. And to hear Pat reflect on that night and the things that happened afterward. I don't know, it was it was inspiring, I think is the is the right word, right? I, I mean, had chills the absolutely. entire interview. And, and so I'm not necessarily sure. Again, I, I'm not a historian on the backyard brawl. Mm-hmm. We did this project because we wanted to do the brawl justice as it reboots and and it, it was our effort to sort of match the hype for mm-hmm. the for the game to return. Uh, I'm not sure if Pat White, how much of the stuff that he shared with us, he shared with other people in a, in a public space before. I'm sure that he has. Uh, but just listening to the story, it was the first that I had heard about it, uh, mm-hmm. him reflect so deeply uh, about the Backyard Brawl and specifically that 2007 game. And man, man, like uh, you, you get the sense that, yeah, he, he wishes that it had gone differently. Everyone does. But but also that in a, in a different respect, that game sort of defined a lot of things that happened in his life afterward. And I think the same can be said for a lot of other people who were on the field that day. Um, and, and you could see the results of that as quickly as about a month later when Bill Stewart led the Mountaineers mm-hmm. to a victory in the Fiesta Bowl over Oklahoma. But then when you also look at what those players have accomplished either on or off the field, specifically off the field in the case of Pat McAfee, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at what those players have accomplished after leaving West Virginia, I mean, that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. And it was awesome to get to talk to Pat White about that. Yeah, Pat White gave his own little shout out to Pat McAfee on our Which is why you have to watch. Yeah, if you, you, if you don't care about it. the backyard brawl, you got to watch for the shout out from Just Patrick for the White. Shout out for- to Pat McAfee. Yeah. Oh, you mean his government? <laughs> that was also one of my favorite parts. Right. So this <laughs> it didn't did not, make the cut. <laughs> it didn't make the cut. But, uh, you know, before an interview, you ask someone, tell us your name and your title. And he uh, responded with, my government name is Patrick White. But somewhere along the line of being West Virginia, it got changed to Pat White. <laughs> so... <laughs> Everyone, do we change it back to Patrick White? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we, maybe we ought to. All right, Jamie. Before we wrap this thing up, any other fun behind-the-scenes moments that you want to share? 
honestly, and don't come for me, WVU fans, I'm just doing my journalistic duties. Um, talking to Doran Dickerson and Pat Bostick was also a really good time because, you know, I grew up with the West Virginia angle. Mm-hmm. Hearing their pit side of things, you know, it made me hate Pitt a little less. <laughs> oh, really, Jamie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, um, that's, a, that's an incredible admission, one that I had not previously heard just before a little this less. moment. Just yeah. a little less. Um, Doran, you know, he's talking about, you know, yes, there is this hatred, but players, they respect each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there definitely will be, you know, gabbing on the field and, you know, Hopefully no punches thrown, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, hearing his side of things, playing for Pitt and being a Western PA guy, um, it was really it was really cool to get that angle because you know we don't want to be biased. We have to hear that side, right? But it it was just really cool to I I really liked hearing from them. I guess it's a good good point to bring up, Jamie, that it um, and we may have mentioned this earlier that in order to really tell this true story of the backyard brawl and do it justice, you have to include the 2007 mm-hmm. night, right? Um, because if you're telling a document, if you're doing a documentary about the mm-hmm. hi- history of the brawl itself, that is perhaps the marquee game, right? That's right. the one. It will become, maybe it's because it was so recent, because of the impact, whatever, right? That is the game that people immediately go to when they think of the backyard brawl, um, especially in the city of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. And Doran even said, like, that was their championship, right. you know? All week leading up to that game, they were hearing if they win, they're in. You know, they played Country Roads leading up to that game. And, like, the pieces just, like, felt fell into place for them in mm-hmm. the, you know, unfortunate for West Virginia fans. But another thing Tony Creedy said that didn't make the, the doc, but you know, if sports were to work out, they were, they were supposed to, we wouldn't watch them. Right. True. Right. That's so. exactly right. And, and it's amazing because Pitt, even beyond that game has had some incredible upsets in, since moving to the ACC, mm-hmm. the Panthers, slayed Clemson a number of times when Clemson was one of the best teams in college football. But it also makes you think, okay, in a couple of nights when we're at Akershire Stadium on September 1st, Pitt is the favorite. Defending ACC champions. And if football went the way that you expected it to, why would anyone watch? Well, maybe something's going to happen on September 1st that's going to be the next chapter in the backyard brawl. And so when we do another documentary somewhere (laughs) down the line, maybe that will be one of the games that we reflect on. Oh, yeah. The brawl part two? We'll see. Jamie, appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing your insight and great work on this incredible project this summer. Nick, I have a question for you. All right, let's hear it. I've asked everyone this. Okay. What is a word that you would describe the brawl? So that that was the first question, right, that you asked mm-hmm. just about everyone. Give me one word to describe the backyard brawl. Some of the words were better than others. Some of the people gave you about like 15 words. They didn't just give you a <laughs> sentence. They just started rattling off things. Mm-hmm. One word to describe the backyard brawl. Well, hatred is used too often. Mm-hmm. So let me let me just step away from that. Although I do think I do think that that is probably the most accurate description. To name a few that were said: intense, dominance, mm-hmm. hatred. Chriso said it perfectly: chaos. Chaos. That's a, that's a pretty good one too. Uh, what about what about? Okay, this here. I'll give you. I'll give you the reason why in a minute here. What about magical, right? Oh. Because to me, to me, the backyard brawl is exactly 
what college football is all about. And there have been some magical moments throughout that yeah. series, right? That's so that one, that one's a little bit, that one's a little bit different. But I think, I think that one sums it up, right? That you never know what you're going to witness when you watch those two teams play. Even though there's so much history, even though it seems like it's just cut and dry, that there's a blueprint to follow, mm -hmm. something crazy is bound to happen in each of these games. And I think that something's going to happen. How crazy? We'll see. But something's going to happen on September 1st that's going to make you go, uh-huh, we're back, baby. We're back. The brawl is back. Keep the brawl every fall. That's right. Jamie, thanks for giving us your time and great work this year on the Backyard Brawl Doc. Thanks for all your help, Nick. Thanks, Jamie. All right, so this has been the latest edition of the Golden Blue Nation podcast. We invite you to subscribe if you aren't already. You can check out the brawl, Memories from a Bitter Rivalry, on our website, goldenbluenation.com, or on the free Golden Blue Nation app. You ought to do it before September 1st, because when we tell you that this is the best way to get ready for the Backyard Brawl, we mean it. Also, another great way to get ready for the brawl is with Mountaineer Game Day. Our live pregame show returns on Wednesday, August 31st at 7 with live coverage from Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll follow that hour-long kickoff special on the 31st up with two hours of live pregame the day of the game starting at 4 p.m. September 1st, live again from Pittsburgh, PA, when Mountaineer Game Day makes its triumphant return. We're live from 4 to 5 on our local Nexstar stations here in West Virginia, and we're live again from 5 to 6 on WBOI in Clarksburg and on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. We hope you'll tune in and join us to start your Backyard Brawl game day with Mountaineer Game Day. Check out the Brawl Doc, GoldenBlueNation.com, and the free Golden Blue Nation app. This has been the Golden Blue Nation podcast presented by Pritt and Spano, West Virginia's lawyers, your WVLawFirm.com. For our senior producer, Jamie Green, I'm Nick Farrell, signing off. Talk to you next time.